Welcome to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello, and welcome to Masonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. Thanks for joining us as we hear stories of female food entrepreneurs. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. My partner and radio buddy, Sarah Masoni, is gone today. She's off to judge another cheese competition. This one is uh, goat milk focused, so you know I'm going to ask her all about it when she comes back. We'll hear about where she's been. For today's food news, we would like you to know about the Apple Festival that's taking place at Portland Nursery this weekend. All the apples are grown in and around Hood River, so you can go support local farms by going and buying and tasting all the apple varieties. They have tons of flavors to try, like Rome Beauty, Spartan. My favorite is the Belle de Boustrap. So that was very fun to say. Uh, you can go there from 10 to 5, Saturday and Sunday, located at 5050 Southeast Stark. Join in Apple activities and take the whole fam. If you're a food entrepreneur and you have a press release for us to announce, submit those at startupradionetwork.com, and we can help you spread the word about events, new products, and awards. And speaking of apples and things that go great with apples, I'm in the studio today with two of my favorite buddies from the farmer's market, so, Julie and Carolyn from Ground Up PDX, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to be here. It's nice to see you both. You too. In this tiny little space. Yes, exactly. <laughs> outside of the farmer's market. Yeah. I think I've only seen you guys outside, so this is a big change. <laughs> yes, <that's true. laughs> so, you guys make these awesome nut butters, and if you guys haven't seen them, I would like you to maybe describe to our listeners so that they know exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, so we make uh, honey-sweetened almond and cashew butters. They're all peanut-free. Um, and then we have a variety of flavors, such as cinnamon snickerdoodle, walnut cashew, coconut cardamom with chia seed, lavender honey. And yes, they all pair wonderfully with apples. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, one thing I was going to say is that other than the business, you also have some very exciting news to announce. So I am holding in my hands this tiny beauty that I've only seen online. So tell us what you have to announce. Our Nut Butter Cookbook, That's which has so been exciting. a labor yeah. of love mm -hmm. over the last year. So Carolyn and I have slaved in the kitchen um, countless hours compiling this book. And what's really cool is we also did all of the photography and all of the copy ask for it. you who did all of the photos. It's beautiful. So when did it actually publish? It, is it available right now? It's available now. It came out on September 17th. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. So locally it's at Powell's and 
as well new seasons and Whole Foods in the next couple weeks. Awesome. That's very cool. And you guys did all the photos and you did all your own writing and mm-hmm. recipe development. What was that process like for you? Oh, man, it was obviously quicker than you want it to be. Yeah. I think it was like six months to when we got the deal to when we had to submit the manuscript. Mm, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, you know, a lot of eating nut butter in a short yeah. amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> but super fun. I mean, I think for us, we have a lot of recipes that were kind of up our sleeve and we wanted to keep everything in the cookbook gluten free, dairy free, refined sugar free and peanut free. Oh, wow. So that's a that lot of added goals. a whole <laughs> other element to it. Um, but fortunately, that's mostly how Julie and I try and eat. So it was kind of fun to incorporate those and bring those recipes to life. Um, but just a lot of taste testing, getting friends and family to taste test, yeah. reading and rereading copy. And then Julie and I hold up in an Airbnb for two days, just shooting things like didn't sleep that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got the photography done. So, Good job. You know? yeah. <laughs> and I think it's cool because so many customers are always asking, like, how can we use the nut yeah. butter? Like, what do we do with it? And so it's so fun to now have this piece. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And it was scary a little bit giving away some of our most, you know, kept secrets of favorite nut butter flavors. But yeah. it was exciting. Yeah, that's so great. Was it hard to run the business at the same time that you were working on the book? Definitely. (laughs) It's okay to To say say the least, for sure. It's okay to say when things are hard. But I think for for me, that's what, while I was writing my book, Mm -hmm. my business suffered for sure because I I had this deadline and I had to do it. And so if that meant not having enough sauce to sell Mm -hmm. at market, then that meant not having enough sauce to sell at market. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you just have to make sacrifices to do cool things. And I think it's okay to say that, you Mm -hmm. know, that sometimes it's hard when you take on a new aspect of your business. Totally. It was definitely a strategic choice of deciding like, okay, this is going to be worth it in the long run. It feels really hard right now. And like we don't have the capacity, but we're super happy with how it turned out. But then now don't things seem really easy? (laughs) Totally. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have this like, like thing hanging over your head it's it's like in your hands you can just carry it around and be like hey look at this cool thing exactly everyone buy it yeah Yeah. everybody buy the book (laughs) well it's beautiful congratulations i love that it's um i love the size and the square shape Mm -hmm. you don't see that a lot it's really awesome yeah it's nice it's a nice gift for the holidays too so that's why that's why we had to get it done in that Mm -hmm. short amount of time i'm sure you know yeah september deadlines are important because that means that you're going to be featured for holiday book sales and so if you you don't really want a book to come out in December yeah. or in January because you lose out on all of those things. So yeah, you want to exactly. be on those like best holiday book guide gifts, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Exactly. I get those. That's that's when my book was came out to September. Oh, nice. It's a good time. Do you have any favorite recipes that are in the book? My favorite is the fudgy walnut brownies. Ooh. <laughs> I think I made I, is there a photo the of those? I think I there just saw is a photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're delicious and they're like sweetened with applesauce and no refined sugar. So that's nice. So treat. great. Yeah. So, my favorite is the one on the back, the warm hazelnut bacon salad. Oh it yeah. That's amazing. Beautiful. Why not re, you know, reuse your bacon grease and make a delicious salad. That's so good. And so how is the, so is nut butters incorporated into every recipe? Mm-hmm. So how is it incorporated into the salad? So it's in the sauce. It's our hazelnut oh. butter. And so you then, yeah, you make add the nut butter and a little bit of apple mm-hmm. cider vinegar and whisk it together on the stovetop and then add in the kale and other things. So it's really tasty. That's so great. I wanted to um, have our listeners be able to follow along on Instagram or anything like that. So how can people find you? Yeah, our Instagram handle is groundup.pdx mm-hmm. and then our website's groundup.pdx.com. So you can find everything about us there. 
Perfect. That works great. And I was able to find you guys super easy, but I already, I already knew. <laughs> I'm not, not going to make it where anybody is. <laughs> so let's, I want to help um, walk our listeners through your journey as food entrepreneurs. So let's begin at the beginning. When did you start? So we started in 2016. So mm-hmm. we're going on about three and a half years. Nice. And we started in our home kitchen, um, making nut butter and small food processors. Yeah, me too. You know, two jars every (laughs) hour, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that was um, my very first... like batches were like maybe 12 bottles in a batch, <laughs> something like that. And then my um, my first places that I went and s- sold things were at the Eagle's Lodge, which oh was like, gosh, yeah, yeah. It was like this tiny, like it was called like the Twilight Rummage Sale. It wasn't even like meant for food or anything, but I would like bring my 12 bottles of sauce and have them on my little table. And I, I just like people to hear kind of like humble beginnings and mm-hmm. like starting in your home kitchen because I think it it opens the doors for people to know that you don't have to have a lot to start a business. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all this funding and money and um, you know, especially in Oregon, it, it's pretty easy to start a business out of your home, which is really nice for mm-hmm. people to hear. And so I just like to encourage if we have any listeners out there that are thinking about starting some kind of food business, it is possible. It <laughs> totally. Is. Yeah. And bootstrapping, you know, from the beginning, we just used our own savings yeah. and didn't pay ourselves for a little while to get it off the ground. So, so. how did you guys know each other? When you start, yeah, I mean, we worked at a company called Seiko Designs together, which is an ethical fashion brand based here. So I was running marketing and e-commerce there at the time. And we hired Julie as a contractor doing customer care because she was dead set on starting a company to help women transition out of homelessness yeah. and had just moved back from Uganda. And so I think we knew each other all of two months before we signed our business agreement. That's so cool. People <laughs> assume we were like longtime friends yeah. before we started. I mean, started. that's what I always thought. I yeah. just thought you guys, like maybe, maybe we're like, you know, went to college together or something is what totally. I figured. Yeah, but, exactly. And but, most people would advise against it. But yeah, in exactly. some ways, you know, it's worked out well for us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, um, it definitely seems like a longstanding relationship so that's Mm -hmm. a good thing you know you guys work well together yeah so you came in to the business knowing you wanted to start a business with this um social justice background right yeah definitely at that time did you know that it was going to be nut butters or you just knew you wanted to start a business that gave employment to women yeah, I had no idea it was going to be nut butter. Okay. So I had moved home from Uganda over a training program and started meeting with different organizations in the city and saw that there was this gap in employment for mm-hmm. women overcoming adversity and that they were motivated to work but lacked the skills, experience, or confidence to be hired by an employer. Yeah. So I knew that this training program piece needed to be a part of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really see business as a powerful tool for social good. So I didn't yeah. want to start a nonprofit in it. But I did not have a product and I had a lot of crazy ideas. So it's thank <laughs> oh, God yeah, that I, I met Carolyn. <laughs> she was like running around after work to go to different gift box suppliers and like sugar cube companies trying to find some product. <laughs> and every day I was like, what's the product going to be today? <laughs> the sugar cubes, you know, that one I had some meetings lined up. I was feeling good. They were custom design sugar Sugar cubes in different shapes, different colors. I met this woman. She trained me. I show up to my first meeting. I slam on the brake right before I get there. And all the sugar cubes just disintegrate into a pile of sugar. (laughs) And I was like, that's the end of that one. All right, moving right along. Not transportable. Not really a great business model. (laughs) So it's a good thing that I met Carolyn.
done soon after all of that. So, Carolyn, you're or you were the nut butter expert, or what made you <laughs> yeah, guide guess, yeah. Julie towards nut butters? Yeah, I had um, been selling them to friends oh, casually okay. um, on the side of my full time job because I had all these dietary constraints due to digestive issues, so I couldn't have like peanuts, refined sugar, added oils. Like, I pretty much had to make everything I ate at the time by yeah. myself. And so I started making these nut butters and people loved them. So I started selling them to friends and I actually had like a custom form on my blog where people could customize their own nut butter flavor. And then I would go out and get the stuff for it, make it at home and give it to them. And that's when I met Julie, which that business model did not work. Yeah, I, I was definitely say, was losing money that, on that. That sounds really cool, but I'm positive you didn't make any money. 100%. <laughs> yeah. At that point in time, I was just looking for things to entertain myself. So yeah. um, it's easy to do when you have another job yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but um yeah so I met Julie and she was like wow these nut butters are delicious I'd love to learn how to make them and I invited her over I we promise at that time I know I'm like, I, I don't know if she had another agenda <laughs> yeah. but yeah she came over and she's like wow these are the best nut butters I've ever had like why is no one doing this and yeah I was I was convinced. I mean, there's so many nut butters, especially in Portland. And I do think ours are the best, but you know, (laughs) I was still, it takes a lot to want to start a company. And for us, it was really the mission that drove it ahead. Like we wouldn't have necessarily just started another nut butter company, but I think having that ultimate vision was really what pushed us forward. And Julie's enthusiasm for the nut butters. (laughs) Good job, Julie. Thank you. I won't take no for an answer. uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's talk about your mission. So if do you guys have like a mission statement or something like that? We do. Yeah. So our mission, Let's hear it. Our mission is to employ women overcoming adversity through the sale of healthy and delicious nut butters. Oh, I love it. How long did it take you to write that mission? <laughs> I don't even know if that's the current one, actually. Oh, but. I shared it with our team yesterday. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so she would know. <laughs> um, a while, though. You know. Yeah. I, I sometimes go to conferences that are women starting businesses, and I, I very first work with them on coming up with values and then writing a mission mm-hmm. statement. And I'm always surprised by that people don't really have that yet, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they're there is to come up with it. But um, I always tell people, too, that it's adjustable. Like, mm-hmm. e- even totally. if you write something in the beginning, I think my first mission was something like, bringing sauce to the people or something. Like It was like <laughs> so unspecific. And then it, as I got more into it, it became more about passing on knowledge of food preservation and food waste mm-hmm. and all those things were worked into it. So I like to tell people that they're a little bit malleable as mm-hmm. you have more skills to pass on to people. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So how is it working? How is your mission working for you? Are you employing women in the community? Yeah, so it's going really well. So we have a couple different partner organizations that we get referrals from. Mm-hmm. So we work with Portland Rescue Mission, Central City Concern, and Outside In. Great, I know. So, I don't. You guys don't even probably know this, but my old job was in social work, so I know all those oh, organizations, awesome. <laughs> and they're really great organizations to support. So you get referrals from them for women that need jobs. Yeah. And so we kind of have expanded, I guess, to say like our mission started more honed in on women transitioning out of homelessness mm-hmm. and that has expanded. Yeah. Um, realizing that the need is a lot broader and with yeah. our partner organizations, um, you know, there's a huge challenge with individuals battling mental illness mm-hmm. um, or coming out of domestic violence situations. And so we realize that there's a lot of power in bringing women together who are overcoming different adversities to build this community of support, which is 
truly outside of Carolyn and I is mm-hmm. really cool that we've watched that form. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we say it's a six to nine month training program, but mm-hmm. we really meet each person where they're at and success looks different for everyone who walks through our doors. That's great. And ha- so you get the referrals and you have people come in and you, you, do you guys train them or do you have like a team of people? How's it work? So currently it's still us. <laughs> Life, you know, goals. Like we're working on the team. <laughs> yeah, working on the team of trainers. Um, but currently it's us. I was just in a uh, training yesterday with five new employees who are onboarding at the same time, which is the goal. That's so, so cool. Save some training time. Um, yeah, so it's everything from working in our kitchen, and we see a ton of confidence gained um, through our opportunities with the actual nut butter making process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as well, gaining skills in our order fulfillment side warehouse. So labeling, getting pro- the product fully ready to go to market Mm -hmm. as well as the order fulfillment side so shipping all of our online orders all of our orders going out to grocery stores getting those prepped and then kind of the next phase is being able to help out at farmers markets and doing demos at stores which is another huge confidence booster yeah Mm -hmm. that's really cool so there's kind of like a a model Mm -hmm. that people would come in receive training so they have some skills that they need and then they start in maybe manufacturing shipping and then Mm -hmm. moving into farmer's market right yeah Mm -hmm. totally and based too on like someone's interests and we find that for a lot of the women we're hiring they may have a gap in their resume Mm -hmm. or be in need of a positive reference and so that's another thing yeah so that's something that we're able to provide and we also have some great relationships with new seasons and grand central bakery some other businesses in town and so when women have proven themselves through working with us for that six to nine month period if they're ready for full-time work we're able to refer to some of these other businesses in town that's wonderful I really like that partnership that you have because you already have those relationships with the stores from selling your products there. And mm-hmm. so then you can refer people. And has have you seen success in your, you know, women that are coming in? Are they, are things going well? Yeah, definitely. You know, for sure there are challenges mm-hmm. um, as with anyone overcoming even ourselves, mm-hmm. um, different challenges and adversities. So I'd say that for sure reliability is something that we're working on to find some improvement there. Yeah. Um, but overall, we've definitely seen success. We've had women who have started with us. One woman who started when we were like just beginning in my basement with label jars with me <laughs> um, to, you know, taking on more leadership responsibility and becoming a mentor um, at our company. And so success hiring within and moving up is something we also see as really great. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. we've had others who have gone on to work at New Seasons or go back to school at PCC. So there's a lot of different avenues. That's so cool. You're accomplishing your dreams, Julie. It's mm-hmm. working. <laughs> Some days it feels like it's not, but you know it is. It is. Well, it's challenging. I think anytime you're working with people, you have um, you know, all these things that you have to think about is that um, especially people that have experienced crisis or continue to experience crisis, mm-hmm. reliability is really hard. So when you're mm-hmm. building your business, mm-hmm. sometimes it's challenging that the people that you're wanting to help can't always be reliable. It's just not feasible mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. lives. So you kind of have to be ready to stand in for that, which I'm sure ends mm-hmm. up that if somebody doesn't show up, it's you guys that show mm-hmm. up, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So that can be hard. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're learning to like overstaff a little bit more. Yeah. So bringing on extra employees, knowing kind of leaving a little more wiggle room to be ready with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be ready. And I think honing in with our partner organizations and realizing, okay, as we're looking at individuals to hire, are we really setting them up for success based on their current situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've been able to hone in more on what that looks like and hopefully 
hopefully be able to hire someone if we think we really can set them up for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, at this point we've worked with like over 30 women, I think probably Mm -hmm. more than that at this point. Yeah. Um, And I think for a three-year-old company, that's a quite, quite a large number. So if you think about the turnover that we've had, because at any given time we have like eight women working in our kitchen Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. now at least. So just, it's a lot of training, onboarding, and then transitioning out as well. So I think that's really great, though. I think even just having um, that step of giving people something to have on their resume as like a, you know, skill building thing, that's Mm -hmm. a really good um, mission to have. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be that you are employing these women long term or that Mm -hmm. they you're like, we have to provide more jobs. We have to provide more jobs. I think you just providing skills to people Mm -hmm. for their resume is a really Mm -hmm. important thing to have. You know, I used to work with a lot of people that were coming out of the prison system. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it was like they didn't have anything to show and they Mm -hmm. had done some work maybe in prison, but they didn't necessarily want to put that on their resume. So it gives them that opportunity. I worked with a lot of moms and so Mm -hmm. they were like trying to get these jobs, but they didn't have anything to write Mm -hmm. and so that's a very important thing that people don't always realize yeah totally Totally. and just being told like we believe in you and you know well some place like you're doing a great job and they're like I've never heard that from anyone building good at something you know I think that's like the biggest thing and you see that like shift in someone showing up and starting to like improve across the board in their life Mm -hmm. is when it's like oh someone believes in me I'm capable of things. Mm-hmm. And, and the like teamwork attitude too. I think that's been huge. They're like, I'm showing up for the people around me because I'm a part of a bigger thing. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. It's cool to see. That's really mm-hmm. great. I, I love that part of your business and I'm so glad that, I mean, now I understand a little bit more that you kind of came into it, Julie, wanting to have that. And then you came in with the product. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a lot of sense. And it's yeah. really cool that it's working the two things together. Um, one thing that um, I wanted to talk about is cost. So when you are employing these people and you have all these training mm-hmm. things that you have to do, all of those things cost money that people don't always understand. So I'm guessing your nut butters have to be a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. Is it for that reason? That's a good question. I think, I mean, we're definitely a premium product. So we Mm -hmm. sell a 12-ounce jar of nut butter for $16. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've gotten, you know, some... I don't want to say backlash, but, you know, people acknowledge that it's a, it's a splurge for them. Yeah. Um, and the way we think about it is not only are we using premium ingredients in it, like we're making a high quality product, but it really is made with love. Like every batch is taste tested. We're confident in its quality. Um, so I think that first and foremost is why it's a higher price point. I think that the way we think about the training program is we're pl- paying fair wages to all of our employees and then it's kind of just building it into the business more. So that definitely has a factor in price, but... We try and keep it as affordable as we can. If you look at other nut butters, like the price per ounce on the market is actually pretty comparable. Cool. What would you say? Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and Mm -hmm. hear a word from our sponsor. (laughs) Committed to serving Oregonians with the mission of advancing science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are inspired by the creativity of new food development. We strive to find new flavors, new economic opportunities, new experiences, and honor diversity. We are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace because good food brings people together. Okay, welcome back. Thank so you. We, um, I wanted to touch on, you mentioned premium ingredients, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And um, 
We always like to mention for anybody that has food allergies or food restrictions, and your product really fits into that. So let's um, start there. What is in your product? Yeah, so we use um, all dry roasted nuts. We use almonds, cashews. We use local hazelnuts grown in Oregon, um, and then our, our almonds are all from California. And then we use fresh vanilla bean, a local Pacific Northwest honey, um, and then all of our spices are sourced locally from like Mountain Rose or Glory Bee, um, which are Oregon-based companies. And we definitely, I think, have a higher standard of quality than other nut manufacturers mm-hmm. because we have many times returned nuts that we've been told are totally fine and that other companies use to make nut butter. And we've tried them and we're like, this tastes disgusting on its own, let alone why would I put this into a nut butter? Yeah. So even though people don't think of nuts as like a fresh product, Mm -hmm. really they are, right? Because they can go rancid. Yes, right? quite quickly. And we have to make sure we store them properly mm-hmm. and then we're taste testing them and making sure that they're the highest quality. But it's also you can get them like where they're burnt and they have a bitter aftertaste. Oh, yeah. And we've had a lot of issues with our nut quality. But but overall, we, we really adhere to a standard of like we have many times just scrapped a batch because we're like, this isn't good and yeah. we can't sell it. And mm-hmm. I think that sets us apart in a lot of ways. I think some other... When you go to a co-packer, which a lot of nut butter companies mm-hmm. do, they're just, you can't really taste the nut because you're adding all this oil and it's so like pulverized that yeah. it's not that fresh ingredient quality. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys care about your sourcing. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that already. And I knew we sourced from a lot of the same people, but that's part of being part of the farmer's market too, is that they mm-hmm. want you to use ingredients that are local, that are quality. So a lot of us have that in common, which is really cool. So tell us what's not in it, because I know you have mm, a lot of yes. food allergy stuff <laughs> and um, focus on healthy eating. So what's not in these? Yeah, exactly. So they're all peanut-free, um, dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and the other oh, refined sugar free so that's a big mm-hmm. one for us um, and I think the market is trending more and more that way so when mm-hmm. we started we had maybe like four of our five flavors were honey sweetened and now it's more like three of the six are honey sweetened because we've just seen more and more people not even wanting any added sugar in their diet yeah. and we can still make a really delicious creamy sweet nut butter that doesn't actually have any any sugar added but for us a little bit of honey it's less than a tablespoon per jar it's delicious and I don't think it's a an issue but we've definitely heard that feedback from customers so yeah, definitely. I think that that's kind of a trend with local makers, too, mm-hmm. is that you the nice thing about being small is that you can kind of listen to your customers and be like, oh, oh my regular customers that have always bought my stuff are telling me they don't want this thing mm-hmm. in, you know, and usually it's it started out for us as sugar mm-hmm. and then it became um, honey mm-hmm. and then. Finally, I was like, I'm just going to take all of it out and use maybe fruit. And then sometimes it became fruit. And so, um, you know, as people do more of the low carb Mm -hmm. eating or paleo, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of food trends and you don't want to fall into that. But you want to be mindful of people's life choices because Mm -hmm. they're your customers and they'll Mm -hmm. come back if you're listening to them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and we also don't add any added oils. I forgot to mention that as well, cool. which is big. Most no, most nut butters, if you look at the ingredient label, it has cane sugar and some sort of oil added. So mm-hmm. sure, and those are all just filler ingredients. I was going to say, yeah. why? It's, Let's talk about why people add those. Yeah, yeah exactly. Make it less expensive. Yeah, yeah because add those it's cheap. Ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then um, they can still charge that same price, mm-hmm. but what's in there is actually just really cheap, not very good. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad you guys aren't doing that. I <laughs> am going to taste some of your nut butter. So oh, yeah. they brought me today chunky almond, cashew, and coconut. And I'm going to try that. Which, I don't have a spoon, so I'm just going <laughs> to stick my finger in it. No shame. I'm okay with that. 
Um, no, and this flavor okay. is just five ingredients. It's almond, cashew, coconut, vanilla, and salt. So I, I think, I don't know if I've had this one. Yeah, it's definitely one of our most popular. Mm. Get a lot of fresh coconut in that. Yeah, I was going to say, so tell me about the coconut. Yeah, we actually roast it all in our own mm-hmm. kitchen, which is laborious. I could tell and, it was roasted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's something that we think t- makes mm-hmm. it taste so much better. So, yeah, it's toasted coconut and then dry roasted almonds and cashews. And the three together make it, like, naturally really sweet and creamy. A little bit better than your average it's nut butter. It's so delicious. <laughs> so the nice thing about it is that because they do roast the coconut, you can still, it still has texture. Mm-hmm. So it has quality, which I think, I feel like it would be really good to add to what do you have a recipe that you like to do with this one? Oh gosh so many <laughs> this because it's mo- one of our more basic flavors it's really good in like sauces and smoothies mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that or just in oatmeal or with apples and banana mm-hmm. I think it's Julie's one of your favorites yeah that's my morning every morning banana with chunky nut butter it's mm-hmm. great <laughs> that's so awesome I think yeah my daughter would be super into it she loves coconut nice. do you ever make <laughs> Excuse me, I'm choking. I'm choking <laughs> on that butter. So, um, do you ever make ants on a log? Oh, totally no ants on a log. I have not had it in quite some time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna take this home and make ants on yes. a log for my daughter. Yes. I think she's gonna be Love super it. into it. That one's delicious. Do you have a favorite flavor, Carolyn? Um, the coconut cardamom with chia seed is my favorite. Oh yeah, it's really delicious. And we make like a good noodle sauce with that. So it's an Asian style of noodles. That sounds it's really great. Good. How many different flavors do you have right now? Well, we just launched our salted eggnog holiday flavor, Whoa. which is its third year in a row. We're bringing it back because people mm-hmm. freak out over it. I've never it. had that one. Do you bring it to the market? Um, we will. Yeah, I think we only do the farmer's market like twice in the winter. So That's probably why I've never had it. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to bring I'm you a jar next time. I'm not there time. either. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> like it gets next cold. Week. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so now we have like eight flavors we also launched a cbd infused nut butter so it's an almond mocha flavor tell me about that yeah it's um let's see it's almond cashew coconut and then we have a little bit of coffee beans and cocoa powder in it so it's a mocha flavor and then we infuse it with cbd so it's sold in new seasons and part of their cbd set it's been doing pretty well it's really delicious. This, the women on our team, that's what surprised me most, is it's their favorite flavor. They have a lot of like ailments and things like that, and they love the CBD flavor. <laughs> so we haven't had anybody yet on the show that mm-hmm. has added mm-hmm. CBD to their products. So let's talk about that decision, because yeah. I think it's something that comes up for a lot of not mm-hmm. just food manufacturers, but any manufacturers. What made you guys decide to do that? Yeah, I mean... Quite frankly, I think we, at the beginning of this year, we were seeing a huge rise in CBD mm-hmm. products in general in the grocery store. And we had had a lot of conversations with grocers locally, especially New Seasons, who were interested in bringing more CBD products mm-hmm. into their aisles. So they were like, you know, if you come up with a, a nut butter with CBD, we'd be interested in carrying it. And so for us, where we, we also work out of a commissary kitchen and one of the other companies in there is House of Spain, which does CBD infused olive oils. Oh, yeah. So we just started t- chatting with them and it was kind of, we realized we could do a short run of it and just see how it goes. And it's a mm-hmm. relatively low cost of entry at this point. I'm sure that will change as time yeah. goes on. But for us, we were like, you know, let's try it out. We did a ton of research. I, I went to a lot of meetings and talked to folks and stuff. But for the most part, we just saw this as like a trial into the market to see how it would go and mm-hmm. then decide if it's something. I think if we really wanted to pursue CBD as a category, that's like kind of another step up where we'd want to be pursuing different sales outlets and really like doing more marketing around it. But yeah, right now it's just pretty much available in new seasons and on our website. And 
And so, so you're using the House of Spain olive oil in the nut butter? It's actually, we just use the same source of CBD as they oh, okay. do. But they were really helpful in, in navigating that space and knowing what the legal, legalities are and things like that. So. And, and was that a tough decision to make of where to source it from and what and kind? And like what kind, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually New Seasons was the most helpful in that decision as well because we met with their nutritionist and, and they just know so much and were helpful in terms of figuring yeah. out, okay, these are the different kinds of CBDs you could use. Here's the one we recommend. Yeah, um, I think that's important for people to know because it, it's a big decision to make mm-hmm. and you guys did your research and you talked to people mm-hmm. and you met with the experts. And I think mm-hmm. that's important not to just like, Order some CBD. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, definitely not. Put it in yeah. There. Definitely yeah. not. And stores have a lot of regulations. Yeah. So you can't just bring in a product like CBD product to marketplaces, not just like an overnight thing. Yeah, throw yeah. in some CBD. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a lot of regulations. And, you know, I think there are there is still some confusion. Like when we're at markets, there's still a lot of education that needs mm-hmm. to be done around CBD. Mm-hmm. So people will come on and be like, whoa, will this get me high? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's just a lot of questions and not enough still education around it. So I think that's been something important that we're training our staff on as we're selling this product is we need to be really educated on, yeah, what the effects are. Yeah. And so what do you tell people? What's the, what are the facts? CBD facts. Let's hear them. (laughs) CBD facts. Well, it will not get you high. So that's a huge thing. Um, I think another one is that it really depends on the person. Like one tablespoon, I think that's what our serving Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um, It's 20 milligrams? 10 milligrams. 10 milligrams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really depends on the person like someone will take a spoonful and they'll be like wow I feel really relaxed someone else will have half the four ounce jar and not feel anything so I think it's letting people know as much as it can have some really great you know our employees have shared oh I feel less anxiety mm-hmm. or you know like I've had like with menstrual cramps it really helps and so I think it really does depend the person how it affects you yeah. and so people might be annoyed like I paid $15 for that jar nothing happened you mm-hmm. know so I think it really is like person to person. Yeah, I always like to tell people too that it might not be your brain that knows something is happening, but it's your body. Mm -hmm. So especially Mm -hmm. uh, for someone that, um, you know, I do all all these repetitive tasks, as you guys know, Mm -hmm. putting lids on. My hands end up like... Like crazy, I would say crazy witch hands, but they're like, yes. they're always in this little like um, crawl, mm-hmm. yes. you know, from putting all those lids on. And so for me, like having CBD in my life makes it so that I can put my fingers straight in it. Yeah, exactly. Hurt. Super yeah. subtle thing. So people don't yeah. always understand. They're like looking for some kind of brain high, but really mm-hmm. it's about healing your body. Mm-hmm. Totally. Cool. Well, thanks for clearing up some CBD um, yeah. myths and yeah. um, about manufacturing. I'm sure it's something that will come into play more often as um, as people are introduced to it and understand it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about manufacturing growth really quick. So you started in your <laughs> it's our current struggle. Yeah, it's everybody's. So you started in your home kitchen, and mm-hmm. then where are you now? Yeah. So we're working out of the red space on salmon. Um, so it's an incredible. Uh, community to be a part of really. So we work out of a commissary kitchen, which is really unique. So there's about 15 other businesses that we share the space with. But what's amazing is we didn't have all these upfront costs 
to have to buy an oven, put in a three sink dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're looking now to potentially build out our own space, we're seeing what the cost yeah, of all you're that like, is. Mm-hmm. So, oh man. Yeah. You're uh. like the doll, it adds up quickly. So it's great to be able to share resources within a community kitchen. Yeah. So that's where we currently are. And what's amazing about that space too, is it's not just a kitchen. We also have warehouse space. That's nice. So we're able to store all of our pallets. We have created an office at the warehouse. We do all of our order fulfillment and shipping, receiving all out of this one building that's just an awesome space of other food entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and um, beeline is based there as well so they do trike delivery to grocery stores around town so we just wheel our product over to the other side of the warehouse and then they take care of delivery that's so convenient yeah Yeah, we don't want to leave (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so sustainable (laughs) yeah yeah so you're outgrowing your we've outgrown it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. And we're in a unique position because I think at at our stage, a lot of companies make the decision to move into co-packing and having their product produced at a Mm -hmm. massive factory with Mm -hmm. all the other nut butter companies, so Mm -hmm. lots of them. But with our mission and workforce development program in mind, we don't have that option. Cool. So what are you going to do? So you're in the process of figuring it out. Yeah. If anybody mm-hmm. listening has advice, spaces they know of that are available, we're all ears. No, it's it's actively what we're trying to figure out these yeah. last you know couple months. So looking at different spaces, and ideally we'd have our own production space. But um, the big consideration for us is that a lot of our women are based downtown and take public transport, and so we can't go too far outside of the city yeah. of Portland as we're looking. So it's mm-hmm. made it a little tougher, but. Mm-hmm. We'll find something. I think you yeah. guys will figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what happens for everyone. Mm-hmm. We were in the same position on totally. the same journey as you are mm-hmm. on. Um, and we didn't want to go with a co-packer. We wanted to hold on to that manufacturing. And then it just worked itself out. It yeah. just happened. Yeah. And and it is hard when you're thinking about the cost of everything and all of that. But I mm-hmm. think... Um, you know, I think it'll yeah, it'll and happen. Everyone for you. in Portland, like the food community, is so supportive that we've mm-hmm. had we've reached out to so many folks, and we're like, "What did you do at this stage? And how did you navigate this? And yeah. do you have anyone we can talk to?" And we have a bunch of meetings set up with people, and yeah, Perfect. super mm-hmm. grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I yeah. think it will happen for sure. So I have one other flavor I was going to try because I want to tell yes. people about it. Mm-hmm. So this is walnut cashew black pepper sea salt. Mm-hmm. As I try this, do you guys have any spicy nut butters? We did do a spicy, like, Mayan Milagro flavor at some point, but truthfully, Julie and I aren't big on spice. Oh, come on, so ladies. we haven't really done much beyond that. I know. This is as spicy as we've gotten, which has <laughs> the black a touch of black pepper I know. in it. Well, yes, every, every time anybody comes on, I'm like, do you make anything spicy? I oh, want it. Let we me get try that it. request a lot. <laughs> I think... I don't have the palate, it feels like, to develop it because I'm like, ooh, I'm such a baby with spice. <laughs> yes. But we'll I bring do. you in, Sarah. Yeah, we'll bring you. Sarah in to develop, yeah, inspired by Sarah. I, you got to stir that one I know, a Julie, bit. Julie, we need it. Julie's so funny because she's watching me taste it and she's like motioning to me like, <laughs> stir it up. Stir it up. With her finger. With her finger. You're not really getting it. So this this is really no. good. I like, the, I like the walnut. You don't see walnut nut butters very often. Which is kind of crazy because they're grown in California and they aren't overly expensive nut mm-hmm. but I think it's walnuts really can be really bitter so we balance it out with cashews which is nice mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. we use Jacobson salt black pepper sea salt so fun little collaboration there oh yeah I see their little logo on there mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's our newest flavor we've brought to market um, so we just it will be in new seasons and whole foods and market of choice soon very cool so where can people find your nut butters let's tell them where to buy from you directly first <laughs> 
Yeah, so you can check our events page on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, that's we're not at farmers markets every week, so it's best to like check. We're at an event. You can find us almost every week in Portland. Yes. Um, so yeah, but then locally, you can also get us at New Seasons Market of Choice and Whole Foods. Perfect. Um, and then the cookbook at Powell's Bookstore and Made Here PDX. Oh, and then okay. as well, if you're out of state, you can order online. Mm-hmm. Did you cool. say Fred Meyer too? I did not include yeah, Fred Meyer. Just... That's our newest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. very exciting. So that's Oregon, Washington, <laughs> Idaho, and Alaska. Wow. How could I forget Congratulations. for and You can now get our chocolate or hazelnut butter in the chocolate hazelnut shake at Burgerville. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't so know that's that. That's the most exciting. It launched last week. That's so cool. But it'll be available all year round. Wow. Super exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. So for that kind of account, you make it maybe in bulk mm-hmm. and give it to it's them. food service. Yeah. yeah. So Is that like- the first food service account you've had, Burgerville? Um, our first large one, we actually do food service for like Adidas and Columbia, their mm-hmm. campuses and stuff like that. But this is, I mean, a much larger scale. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it working out for you so far? It's great. Is it part our of the reason why it. you need a bigger kitchen? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> definitely part of the reason you need a bigger kitchen. But yeah. from a production standpoint, it's a lot easier than because we don't have to label it. We just have a sticker and we our, put on top. Our team gets to so we have like these big food service tubs that you need to use a mallet to hit oh, to yeah. hammer the tops on, mm-hmm. and the team loves it. They're like, just picture your ex boy. Friend, and they get so into it. I feel like like it's become once a week we do Burgerville days, and they're like, "Great, we can get out our aggression." (laughs) It's like um, like physical therapy. Yeah, exactly. At the same time, that's really nice. (laughs) And do you guys have any events this week that you're doing? I think. Yeah, tell, we're doing Gobble Up. Are you guys doing that Saturday? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I knew so, you were going to be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's at the Red in Southeast Portland, and it's a f- Northwest food and beverage event, I gather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll yeah. be doing a cookbook demo and signing there, too. What time is your demo? Noon. Yep. And okay. Julie, she yeah. set it up. <laughs> yeah, it's at noon. And then on Sunday, we're going to be at both Williams-Sonoma locations. Carolyn and I will each be at one, and we'll be doing demos there from one to four. Super cool. Are you in Williams-Sonoma? We are not, but mm-hmm. life goals. You know, mm-hmm. they invited us to come in, so we're hoping that inches our way towards being sold there. Yeah, that's sort of the deal, is that mm-hmm. they want to see how you guys do, how customers react to your product. And mm-hmm. so I always recommend to people that if you're not in a store and they ask you to come do something, always do it, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's what they're checking out. They're checking out mm-hmm. how you fit into the mm-hmm. vibe of their store, and so you want to really do that. And you also will know if it seems like a good fit for your mm-hmm. product. Totally. Totally. Because you guys are in Williams-Sonoma, right? We are. And that's how we got into it is that we went and did those. They call them something different now. They they weren't called demos. They were called um, artisan pop-ups, I think. Mm -hmm. So we would pop up in the store, Mm -hmm. have a little table and interact with people. And we happened to be there when the um, the president of the company was in town. And oh, wow. she was off doing meetings, but her husband was there in the store and was tasting through. And so he actually is the reason that we got in because wow. he came and tasted wow. our stuff. And he was That's like, amazing. yeah, you should really bring this in. And I was like, is this really how it works? <laughs> all right. It's all about relationship, connection. Yeah. And yeah. we love Williams. No, it's so fun because they have a big connection to so many people because they have so mm. many stores. And mm-hmm. so it really gets us as a small company out in front of tons yeah, of people. So huge. it's a really nice relationship. Yeah. And you guys do little gift sets for yeah, the holidays there? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yes. They helped us with packaging design for that too. Oh, so cool. I don't know that people know that um, that sometimes can happen. So um, these bigger companies at really know what sells and they know mm-hmm. how to sell it. So they we don't have a design team. But they do. So mm-hmm. they can help you with some of that stuff. So just, you, you know, people should know to be open to that kind mm-hmm. of relationship. 
That's cool. really cool. Yeah. And you think like bigger companies, sometimes there's like stigma associated in a negative way. So Mm-mm. it's really cool to hear that. Yeah, no, they want a connection. They, their goal is to help small artisans keep creating. And so they really are on board to like wow. help and, and it's been a nice relationship. So best of luck at this weekend's tastings. <laughs> I think you. it's going to go great. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to plug before we sign off? I think we covered. We covered yeah. it all. Did you talk about all the things you wanted to talk about? I think we covered everything. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so Great. much yeah. for doing our job today. I know. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, ladies. Yeah. Uh, we record Masoni and Marshall inside of Ned Space, and you can tune in every Friday at nine to listen to us live. Thank you to our audio engineer Alon and our production assistant Chelsea. If you want to submit a press release or be on the show, go to startupradionetwork.com. Until next week. Bye, everybody. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.